good people it's your host ba back on your head once again with another episode of the just my opinion podcast your ears could have been anywhere in the world but they are right here with your boy you already know where we going you already know how we started off man how you get fired on your day off lloyd pierce got caught stealing boxes trying to build a clubhouse with the 11th loss to the Atlanta Hawks with a fourth quarter lead, Lloyd Pierce has been removed or, you know, as they say, fired as the coach of the Atlanta Hawks. Um, he was 63 and 120 as a coach of the Atlanta Hawks over these two and a half ish years um, in that position. I don't really know why that move was really made. I could I'm not. And I don't disagree with it per se, but I can't necessarily say that I fully agree. Uh, you had Hunter that's missed 16 games. Gallinari's missed games. Rondo's missed games. Chris Dunn hasn't even played yet. Bardanovich, who you signed, missed 25 games. Everybody you literally signed to make this team better is hurt. Everybody. Upper management said that they thought that they would have, you know, more progression by now, which you did. So that's why it's kind of confusing. You had that in the beginning of the season, had a lot of injuries from the start, to be quite honest with you. They were always they were always injured, really couldn't, you know, get that groove at first. You know, Capella wasn't even playing. Then once Capella got his feet wet, you know, he started doing things. Man, they, they went so deep in their bench at the beginning of the season. You know, I'm just really back and forth with it right now. Um, but. Fortunately, unfortunately, I do like the replacement. Nate McMillan, I love him. I went to back for him uh, over the past two years, especially last year, you know, during the podcast or last season during the podcast, rather, when we were talking about the bubble and all of that was going on. I didn't think that he should have been fired. Then I think he had the exact same problem that Lloyd Pierce, you know, obviously just got fired for. You know, people want more progression, but they're not giving you all the tools that you need to succeed. Um, but at the same time, the Hawks are 14 and 20. They're 11th in the Eastern Conference, um, but they're not exactly out of playoff contention, which was one of my another another points. Um, they won 29 games his first year. Second year was kind of about the same, give or take, you know, COVID bubble type things. Um, and the third year, they like I said, this year they were still improving, but the record is what the record is. Uh, just as a short note, as we like to compare coaching. Um, or players pretty much saying I, I was trying to be very careful about what I was saying when we compare one situation to another one when we try to you know make the comparisons that you know black coaches don't get the fair shake that you know white coaches get or that all that whole conversation you know not choosing one side of the fence or the other one even though we know what the numbers are and the situations are what they are um, just something that came to my mind let's watch Luke Walton Let's see what happens with Luke Walton after this. Lloyd Pierce gets gets the plug on him, but Luke Walton has virtually just about the same record. 
And his team, the Kings, have done just about the same nosedive that the Atlanta Hawks have. You know, so it's just something to watch. You want to go back and look at their records. You want to go back and see how they're playing right now. Luke Walton's not doing the best out there in Sacramento. Let's see how long that holds up versus pulling the plug off of Lloyd Pierce so quickly. I know one situation really doesn't have to do with the other one and teams may not be identical. Just saying, like, hey, if I I can't really be a bad student if everybody doing the same exact thing. You know, don't worry, don't why are you just pointing me out type thing. Um another quick note that I do want to make, I talked about it last week as far as the Lakers and the Jazz and would the Jazz be more so a deep playoff contention team. Can they take that next step to greatness and be one of those upper echelon teams in the league? Um, we kind of got half an answer to that. They played the Lakers. They blew them out 89-114. The Jazz shot 45% from three. Um, we know they shoot good from three-point land. But, hey, man, nobody can guard LeBron. Nobody. He had a pass of 10 points at the half. The Jazz were a real deep team. Um, Donovan Mitchell was doing everything but scoring. The Lakers kind of had a starting lineup change. You know, they have AD out. You know, they had Dennis Schroeder out. It looked more of a defensive-minded, you know, team, at least in the in the, in the the starting lineup. Um, but still, just full of reactive guys. Reactive, I mean, like, get my shot for me players. Like, hey, I need LeBron to drive, cross somebody, give me a pass. Or I need somebody to break down the defense. I can't break down the defense with at least two dribbles myself. Um, where's sixth man of the year, Montrez Harrell? He just looks like a role player at this point in time. Like, whatever was special about you as a sixth man, you know, obviously the Lakers don't even need that. So you're great in the reduced role that you're in. But, you know, just looking at that, the Jazz can win as long as they keep it out the clutch. As far as the team to get you, you know, from quarter, from tip-off to maybe about eight minutes left in the fourth if the game's not already out of hand. If they can keep it, you know, keep that lead throughout the game, get an early lead, they 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 will do some damage. But if we're talking about the last eight to five clutch minutes of the game, I don't see where they can go. I don't. That's kind of what the game kind of comes down to for me. You know, you might have a good enough team to get you through quarters one through three. But when we start talking about quarter number four, you know, the big time players make big time plays. They kind of remind me of that 63 win Atlanta Hawk team and kind of that same type of team with the Milwaukee Bucks that they've had. You know, it's cool for the regular season. I like it. It, show, it does show growth as a team, but it's still levels to this. It's, it's that level to where we start to feel like on a champion, on a champion scale per se, just trying to make sure I keep the context. As far as a champion, some of these champions and, and upper echelon teams, you don't care about their seeding as much. You're like, oh, okay, they were a three seed. Okay, they'll be like the Lakers right now. The Lakers came into the playoffs as a four seed. Would you be worried? Probably not. Exactly. Kind of that. If if the Jazz fall, we think there's going to be a real problem. The Lakers lose AD for a month, we they'll be all right. It, it's, it's a difference when you have that player that can do, you know, everything and all things for you, you know, when it's when it's called upon. Um, that's yet to be seen as far as from the Utah Jazz. 
Uh, let's keep our eyes and ears watching out for that. By the way, the Lakers have won two straight since they lost to the Jazz. They got Schroeder back. That made a world of a difference. Uh, once again, Royce O'Neal, who's the defender on the Utah Jazz, cannot guard LeBron James at all. They tried it multiple times. It never worked, whether they were winning or whether they were losing. Um, they got to figure that out. They never really put Mitchell on them from what I could see. But moving on to the All-Star game, which is next weekend, this upcoming weekend on the 7th. Um, All-Star snubs, we had the starters last week. And then um, that uh, last week, the reserves were also named. So let's kind of just go over a couple of snubs. I promise you people, this list is not that long, in my humble opinion. All-Star snubs, Devin Booker, that's it. Anybody else they want to put up there, um, you can make a case to agree. You can actually maybe some people make a case to disagree, you know, for whatever snub you feel like. But, you know, that was about it. About it to me. Devin Booker. That, that was about it. Chris Middleton, maybe. Mike Conley, maybe. Sabonis, maybe. Um, Jimmy Butler and Bam, of course, I felt that way. But I can understand with the slow start that they had to the season why, you know, they're not there. But then it's just weird because we won't. You know, people may not look at Jimmy and Bam for that reason, you know, outside of the playoff picture. But I guess in the Western Conference, which is a lot harder, there's plenty of people who aren't even in the playoff conversation. Zion, you know, even though he's, you know, of course, a star in box office. But, you know, you can't be sitting outside the playoff picture and then be like, OK, well, he's an all-star. You know, it is what it is. But that's just my opinion on the situation. Um, Jimmy Butler actually denied the chance to replace KD. I love that. I just love that man's demeanor. Um, even in an interview, he wasn't salty. You know how he does. He really doesn't even care. Um, with it, in this, his last point seemed pretty smart. He actually said, "I actually will enjoy my week." With you know, on the tear that they've been having, getting back into the playoff picture, I think a week off actually does better for them. Um, not that anybody else will be going very, very hard. You know, over this next weekend at the All Star Game, but. You know, a complete week off of not doing anything versus even still just doing interviews, that can take a little bit out of you. Um, the NBA put out press release over this past week or whatnot. And once again, we've actually talked about this for about the past two weeks. Two weeks ago, it was a thought that it was going to happen. Uh, a week ago, it actually started getting put in place. Now, of course, we know the All-Star game is going to happen. But they put out a press release and said, that they strongly discourage large gatherings during All-Star Game weekend. Obviously, you didn't think about that before you decided to bring the All-Star Game to Atlanta. You know what's going on down here, All-Star Game or not. If you turned on your TV in the past six to eight months, anything dealing with this election, you know that Atlanta is out. You know you about to get some money. You know you are. So don't try to do your little due diligence and say that, you know, we discourage large gatherings. We want everybody to be safe. No, you don't. You shouldn't have came here if you wanted us to be safe. If you wanted everybody 100% safe, you would have never left the bubble. If we're going to go that far. But this is the worst place for you to try to do that. Now, will Snapchat and Instagram and and Facebook and all that type of stuff be live this weekend? Oh, you best believe it's going to look like a versus battle in the A as far as social media is concerned. 
Like the day parties, like they, I'm, I would not be surprised if they start tomorrow, Wednesday, Taco Tuesday or whatever. It might start tonight. Folks pulling in. I bet you, I wouldn't even be surprised if somebody album dropped Friday. I would not be surprised. Please do not, please do not underestimate the A. Please do not. We will make a fool out of you. You think something's going to be controlled in a nice environment, man, the city get a hold of it and it's going to turn into what we want to turn it into. What we want to turn it into. But, you know, hey, I'll, I'll be watching from the crib. It's all good. But, you know, let's get in to the rest of the All-Stars for the Western Conference. Of course, we got Anthony Davis, AD. Will he play? Probably not. Um, so they said that... Um, Devin Booker would most likely replace him. Uh, playoff P, I don't know if that still works as his name. We're just going to call him Paul George for the second. Um, but, hey, if you ain't really watched him, bro, really having a good season. I just think we don't care for him anymore. But, you know, nonetheless, he is having a good regular season. Uh, Rudy Gobert, Dame Dollar, Spider Mitchell, CP3, which I feel like was a throw-in. I feel like with the whole social change fund with the whole HBCU tie-in and him being the president of the, you know, the players association and, and bringing forth that type of change and everything. He's a throw-in. He's definitely a throw-in. Either he was going to play in the end. I guess from a sports standpoint, the Suns did not make this big leap until he got to the team. So it's not necessarily, even though points and everything go to Devin Booker, it's not necessarily because of Devin Booker that they're in the position that they're in. So, I get that. But other than that, it's definitely a throw-in. Zion, like I just explained, definitely a PR move. I don't even know. If he goes into the dunk contest, which I don't think he will, I don't think he even wants that stigma. But, you know, I like him. I think he's going to be box office. I think just like, you know, years ago when Steph started really, really making it and, you know, he busting threes from half court, like somebody might get dunked on, you know, really, really hard. But, you know, I, I rock with it, I guess. Cool. But for the East, we got Jalen Brown, James Harden, Zach Levine, Julius Randle, shout out to the Knicks, Ben Simmons, Jason Tatum, and Nikola Vucevic from the Orlando Magic. I did not know Nikola was such a regular name, um, but that's just me. Uh, but the NBA Midseason Awards. After this week, you know, obviously that we're at the mid mid midway point of the season, excuse me. Um Awards for me, Coach of the Year, Quinn Snyder. Easily, I think that the Utah Jazz will finish out with a top four record in the Western Conference. Um, if they keep it up, probably top two. I think everybody else will be more so worried about health and getting in, unless it's like very, very close. Of course, they'll probably have games where it's going to get close, you know, towards the end, MVP races, everything like that. We know how the NBA sets those games up, so we'll be watching out for that. Um, MVP, I have LeBron James. I don't really think anybody is honestly close. I know I've talked about it, but I don't think anybody is is really close enough. Maybe Joel Embiid. Um, I think when we come down the second half of the season is when, you know, reality sets in, your habits come back in. And even though I may have had Joel Embiid like a week ago, you know, based off of how they're playing. I think that if we see Lakers, 76ers, or, 
you know, just the tail end of the season, especially since the Western Conference is a lot harder and LeBron will face a lot more challenges. I think he'll have more opportunities to have those, you know, those lights out games. You know how 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 we talk about like the Heisman, more Heisman like games in a way, if you can kind of catch that reference, you know, just more. They have the most nationally televised games. So you're going to see them on TV more, you know, more high profile wins. You, you see what I'm saying? I've seen Joel beat up on Giannis. So I'm not surprised that he's doing that. I don't think, in my opinion, um, some of my producers think differently. I don't think that they can beat the Nets. So I think if they play the Nets, you know, KD or Harden going to have a good game versus Joel Embiid. You know, it's it, I, I think it's just going to come down to that. Those, those superstar things, I think they'll have more opportunities to do, do so. It's speaking of LeBron James. Rookie of the year, LaMelo Ball. Defensive player of the year, Ben Simmons, is who I'm who I'm going with. Uh, most improved, I want to go Julius Randle. Shout out to the Knicks again. And for sixth man of the year, I'm going to go Jordan Clarkson. I think kind of all these things will hold up uh, towards the end of the year. Rookie of the year, I don't think that Wiseman would get enough touches. I don't think he's involved enough, and he's kind of been hurt. Um, Edwards... All he does is score. He doesn't have impact with it. You know, you, you, you need you need that more than just, you know, your regular scoring, your little 14 points a game. Give me some assists. Give me some rebounds. Be a presence on the defensive end, whatever that may need. Uh, but to finish out the NBA, I just want everybody to look at something. I know earlier this season I was already talking about, you know, once you kind of hit that 20-25 game mark, you kind of start to know where – teams are going to be that is totally correct except for when one thing happens when the league is not as good in its totality this is the only time that this happens and so over the past couple of weeks i've had to actually look at this and really start to study it because the seeding can change in a week it changes every single week every single week um, and I, I really started looking at it based off of Philly. Um, I made the point some weeks ago that, yeah, everybody loves Philly right now. They're number one. But if you look at that road record, their their record away, it's the same as it always is. They can't never have a winning record on the road. But then I go to look at the whole NBA. It's not just Philly. If you look at it, Dallas is back in the playoff picture. They're sitting at nine. You've seen what Luka and them have been doing over the past two weeks. I was talking about how Houston was doing good, you know, either with or without James Harden. He's gone. Um, and they still had a little bit of a good run after that, but they've lost 12 straight. So now they're at the bottom of the conference. And then Miami, who was towards the bottom of the conference, they're sitting at five. The Knicks are sitting at four. If the playoffs start today, we got games at the Garden. So I was looking like, this is weird. So you look at it in its totality, the East seedings, four through eight, are separated by two games. In the West, five through eight is separated by one game. Brooklyn is the only team in the East with a winning record on the road. All the top teams in the West have a winning record on the road. All of them. So it just kind of gives you a little bit of a deeper dive into what exactly we're looking at. Uh, going back to Lloyd Pierce and other people like that, it's obviously as far as this year is concerned, especially with a play-in tournament uh, again, like last year, 
all is not lost. The Washington Wizards are starting to creep their way back in. So I don't think that the plug really should be pulled um, on anybody this season. This season, because the whole league isn't doing as well. You know, it seems like, I mean, of course, we know the Western Conference is going to get, you know, shut down with lock and key pretty soon. That's always going to remain true. It's going to be very, very hard with that. But, you know, as far as, especially in the Eastern Conference, some of these teams can come back to life. Um, so let's keep an eye out on that. These these 10-game spreads, these five-game spreads, they mean a lot more this year. Uh, I don't talk much about college basketball, but I will give you a little bit of an insight of one person who I really like and then just some uh, March Madness bracket things. I know we're all getting ready for that, and they are doing it this year with no restrictions. Um, but just my number one pick for the draft next year, if you haven't watched him, go watch him. Cade Cunningham is the real deal. I was so kind of before he played, honestly. Um, but as I've watched him over this year, I am sold. I am good. I'm straight. You can book it. Put him number one. I don't care what seven-foot dude from Zimbabwe comes, and, and I don't care. I, I, I really don't care. This man has all the intangibles that I love to see out of a grown ready NBA player like he can score inside he can score outside he's patient um he played Oklahoma twice in the past few days he played him on Saturday and then he played him last night mind you Oklahoma State was not ranked on Saturday at all not top 20 not top 25 they were not ranked at all he dropped 40 on them on Saturday then came back last night dropped 15 7 and 4 Last night, he only shot the ball eight times and took two shots in the first half. He was 9-10 for free throws. They weren't ranked before. You best believe they ranked now. I, I'm telling you, go watch it. The Big 12 tournament to get into uh, March Madness is going to be crazy. March Madness itself is going to be crazy. Man, like eight out of the ten teams in the Big 12 are in the top 20. Like already. So I'm watching that tournament. I'm watching the big tournament. It's going down. It'll be in Indiana this year, um, Indianapolis. The Selection Sunday starts on March 14th. Uh, games start on the 18th. So you already know. Go ahead and get your brackets right. Get everything straight. Uh, we'll have. I think it's always going to be a good. It's always a good year for March Madness. I know we missed out on it last year. I think it's going to come back with a vengeance. Um, probably a lot of your favorite teams have not done this good this year. So uh, the bandwagoners. You may not enjoy it as much, but the real basketball peers, you know, we always going to watch it when it's on. But moving on to the NFL, big news yesterday. J.J. Watt finally made his decision. He decided to sign with the Cardinals. Uh, defense is good. Do I agree with it? You know, at first it kind of came off like, okay, this is not about winning. It's more about money. But as you kind of go into it, they kind of both cancel themselves out. Um, I'll explain, but the defense is cool. I guess a, a major upgrade. Let me say that major upgrade. Um, if they can keep Pat P, that'll be good. Uh, JJ Buda Baker, uh, Isaiah Simmons from Clemson. He made some strides at the end of last year. Um, and of course, Chandler Jones, pass rushing. The team is better. I still think the division is a little too good. Um, LA has Matt Stafford, big splash and Aaron Donald, you know, big splash. Russ is in Seattle for the moment. Um, 
And San Fran will not be an easy game no matter what they decide to do, you know, in free agency. They're never an easy out. So it was it was weird. It just seemed like it wasn't about winning. But then when you combine that with maybe the teams that us as fans may have wanted him to go to don't have the cap space, you know, to get him. And I don't think he was at the point to say, like, okay, like, I know I'm going to be taking a little bit less than what, you know, I know I'm not defensive player of the year, J.J. Watt, but I'm not that bad. I have to play for crumbs. So, you know, go to a, a good, a good solid team, you know, that will, you know, obviously pay you a lot. It's really kind of like a one-year deal. Most of the, you know, the stuff is guaranteed. Um, it was about 30, about 30 million, 23 guaranteed. Um, but... I think this is one of the, one of, if not the hardest division in football. Uh, what San Fran does now, because I don't think that they're real confident standing on on Jimmy G, and I think that every other team in a division is completely so on their quarterback. I think they, if you ask every coach in a division, you interview them, who's your quarterback? Definitively, they will say who their quarterback is, especially since the Rams just solved their problem with Matt Stafford. Uh, we'll see what happens with that. But congratulations to JJ. Hope you do a very good job out there. That division must watch. Uh, some things on the Chiefs. Chiefs fans, Pat Mahomes should be ready to go by training camp. Both tackles that were hurt had surgery but should be ready as well. Uh, just a free agent things. May need to go ahead and look into re-signing Sammy Watkins. Uh, I don't know if McCole Hartman and Pringle um, will be enough with Tyreek Hill. I just don't think so. Trying to take Travis Kelsey out of it and look at him as a tight end and not, you know, the receiver that they just want to be known as. Not taking nothing away, but just receive purely receiver. Um, either you're going to have to re retool or reload with that. That's just my thinking on it. Um, of course, we've been talking a lot about Russell Wilson over the past week. Is a deal coming? I don't know. He told his agent that told Shefty. Um, talking saying Shefty like I actually worked for ESPN. Adam Schefter, if you do not know who Shefty is, uh, teams that he would like to play for on that list included teams like Dallas, Chicago, New Orleans. Michael Irvin, of course. You say anything about Dallas, Michael Irvin gonna come out the woodwork say he wants to come to Dallas. Uh, but it's not that bad of a deal if you look at it. He'll be cheaper than that, and he's better than that at the moment. Um, if they're doing this deal, if they can, if they can get the deal done, go ahead. Like, hey, Dak, deuces. Like, if you if you can do it. Uh, what the talk is saying, like, hey, if you're flirting with trying to go get Russell, you're going to lose out on any leverage, which is not much, that you have with Dak. So it's really like a, a sticky situation for what they're saying. Um, the deal needs to be done by Tuesday to not have to franchise him. Um, if they have to franchise him, it's all going to start going downhill from there. So their best case scenario is to try to get a deal done before Tuesday. Um, so also, but also with Russell, he has two mayors arguing over him, tweeting back and forth, the mayor of New Orleans and, and the other one up in Seattle, um, Cam Jordan on ESPN, like this morning, hoping a deal gets done and they can maybe get, you know, get Russell if he's available or whatever. Like I said all that to say Drew Brees is just on social media working out, but he hasn't retired yet. That's kind of funny that all these people are talking about moving on from him and he could very well in the next upcoming days say, hey guys, well, I feel good. I'm coming back. You know, ruin everybody's dreams, especially Jameis Winston who might get paid. But, you know, kind of crazy things. He's kind of prematurely talking about this Russell Wilson to New Orleans thing. Going into talking about the draft, 
the NFL draft is April 29th. Uh, pro days are set for this month going into April, and only three reps are allowed at the facility per school. Uh, mostly it will be virtual, but, you know, if you want, if a team wanted to send somebody, you can only have up to three. Um, so I assume a lot of scouts will be traveling. Um, but to finish out the show, I looked at the CBS mock draft, and I was like, let me just go through and just see what they're thinking about everything. And I'm going to just tell you whether I agree or disagree. It's not a full mock draft type thing where I'm telling you exactly who to pick because you probably won't. I actually may do that because you may not like my picks. They're not really conventional. Um, it is just my opinion. But let's go through it. The Jags, I think everybody can agree that Trevor Lawrence is going number one. I haven't heard anybody that has taken him away from that spot. So there's really not much to say about it. We're not going to spend much time on number one. Where it gets tricky is number two. They have Zach Wilson going to the Jets. I disagree. I think they should go with Panay Sewell from Oregon, the offensive tackle. I am a person that I'm not completely out on Sam Darnold. I think that the Jets organization has been completely trash and a dumpster fire, and I think that he was swirled up in that. Um, I think he's shown that he can be a very good quarterback besides the mono and the injuries. Other than even this year, uh, towards the back end of the season when everything kind of got healthy for him and, and going, which it never really went that good. But, you know, he made good throws. He commanded his offense. You didn't look at Sam Darnold and say, OK, he's trash. You know, you said maybe the team as a whole doesn't have the pieces around them to be that good. But he definitely was not trash. So I would go Penesul to firm up the offensive line for whatever quarterback you want, but they're going to go Zach Wilson. Um, we agree on number three, Jamar Chase to Miami. They just need outside weapons for whatever quarterback they get, uh, whether that's Tua or anybody else, Deshaun Watson or anybody else. Um, as far as their organization, they can now afford shiny things. What I mean by shiny things is I feel like my my draft thought process is get what you need. There are certain positions that if you need it, you need to go get it. Quarterback, pass rusher, um, offensive lineman, those type of three three things. You know, if you if you can get it, and especially early, if there's somebody that's maybe like you know league changing or like I, like I said, if you even just need it, if you need it right then and there, you and you're early enough to go get it. Go get it. Worry about everything. Wide receivers, running backs, you know, all the other type stuff. Worry worry about that further down. But those types of players you need to go ahead and get. Um, the Falcons at number four. I know everybody's waiting to hear what I have to say about this. They have Justin Fields. I kind of agree. Um, I think PR-wise it just sets you up for failure because he's young and he's homegrown. Um They've already said they're keeping Matt Ryan, giving him the extra year. I just don't think it's a good idea to have Matt Ryan here, which your support for Matt Ryan talking to Atlanta's fans is very lackluster. It's very, very bad. It's not many people that stand on the rock of Matt Ryan at this point in time. So you know what's going to happen with that? If you have anywhere near a losing record in six games, the first six games, Anywhere near, if you look any, if you have any resemblance of the past two years, it's dead. The city is gonna call for him. They, they, I'm, I promise you, I promise you. And if he comes in, he doesn't deliver. Then you feel like the whole thing is a wash. 
Um, I I do kind of agree with if you want to bring them under Matt, but like I said, like if you you run the risk, you got if you have a bad season, you got to put him in. You got to whether he's ready or not, and I just think you may run the risk of messing him up. But I do like him as a quarterback. There is something a little bit off to me. Um, does he give me like Trevor Lawrence feels or you know people like that? Andrew Luck, you know those type of you know hey, if we get him. He's here. Like, we already know exactly. Or Justin Herbert or he kind of feels like more of those type of quarterbacks that, okay, let's try him out. Okay, like a flip of the coin. You know, because we didn't know Justin Herbert was going to do what, what he did, you know, Tua and everything. Like, a lot of the young quarterbacks last year kind of came out the woodwork, you know, playing a lot better than what you were naturally accustomed to seeing. But – you know, I just think it's a PR thing with Atlanta, not necessarily a player thing. Uh, at number five, we agree there. Cincinnati, Cincinnati takes Panesul. Finally, somebody gets him. Um, the Eagles, they're picking Mac Jones. Um, I have them taking Jalen Waddle. I think they need like a premier receiver, but that's just me. I'm not an Eagles expert. I don't know what they're going to do with their quarterback, but I just think they need an explosive playmaker on the outside. Uh, because Jalen Waddle is gone, you know, from in my head, but on CBS's head, Jalen Waddle goes to the Lions at seven. I would just flip it and take Devontae Smith at that point. Same type of thing. They need a playmaker, have new quarterback. He needs new weapons. Uh, Carolina at number eight, they have Trey Lance. Um, I have Mac Jones. If you're going to pick a quarterback, you might as well get the one that you coached all week at the Senior Bowl. Um Contrary to popular belief, I'm not trusting one game from North Dakota State University. Um, Carson Wentz, I didn't really care for him when he came out. And I don't know if it's just a North Dakota thing and you don't play nobody. It's just weird to me. I I, I just don't. I, I just don't. I just don't. I could be wrong, but I would take Matt Jones. He's proven. Um, Broncos, they take Caleb Farley, um, the cornerback from Virginia Tech. Good pick. Um, they've been going offense, you know, a little heavy, um, and they should be in the running for a new QB. We'll see what they do with Drew Locke. Uh, but they need to try to replace that Chris Harris uh, departure that went to L.A. last year. So I agree. Um, but rounding out number 10 with the Cowboys, they have Rashawn Slater, offensive lineman. I totally agree. Uh, the Cowboys offensive offensive line, the star offensive line that we once knew is now gone. Martin Smith and Collins all were hurt this past year. And to top it all off, everybody loves pro football focus. They have amazing stats. Go check them out if you've never seen it before. They have them ranked 27th in the NFL as far as offensive lines. In your wildest dreams over the past three to five years, I don't think you could form your mouth to say that the Cowboys have the league ranked 27th offensive line. I just, I just, I just don't. I, I couldn't even fix my mouth to say that. I went and looked it, looked at it. I was like twenty seven. That means they're depleted. The the one strength of their team is no more. But that's my 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 little you know kind of combined mock draft. Uh, closing out the show, man. Of course, you know it's March Madness time. 
My birthday is on the 10th. I will keep saying that. Shout out to all my March babies. I know a couple of people who had a birthday yesterday, um, birthday on the 1st. There's birthdays on the 30th. Like I said, the 10th, 15th, 27th. You know, I know a bunch of people with birthdays in March, man. Like I always say, man, drink your water, hydrate, exercise, man. Have good communication, man. Go on the walk, talk to your neighbor, encourage your neighbor, man. As always, stack, pray, and stay out of the way, man. It's your host, B.A. has been another episode of the Just My Opinion Podcast.